Every kid has that one gift they want more than anything for Christmas. This is the story of mine. Bookends? They have baseballs on them. I see that. No, not those. Nintendo. A maze of rubber wiring and electronic intelligence so advanced it was deemed not a video game, but an 8-bit entertainment system. No Nintendo in my house. I second that. Looks like a no-go on Nintendo. I needed a Christmas miracle. The year was 1987, or was it 88? Super Bowl was in 86. Okay, does it really matter, Dad? Okay. The year was the late 80s. I was 11 years old. Did you wear a helmet? Yeah, we always wore helmets in the 80s. Me and my friends would do anything just to play one. Any of you huddle masses want to play? What have you brought me? I got a golfing! Untraceable! Cash money! It's the thing became clear, I needed to get my own. This is bigger than Christmas. This is our Vietnam. I don't think that means what you think it means. I have no idea what it means. We're gonna get in so much trouble. Sometimes, during Christmas, just when you think that all hope is lost, something magical happens. Sold out in 20 minutes. Suddenly, one woman punched her grandma right in the throat. Same family, too. Are you making all this up? No, no, no way. Did you guys hear in the race selling contest? First prize is a brand new Nintendo Entertainment System. Ah! I'm gonna kill you! Hold on. There are no rules. That Nintendo's mine. What do you want? Wanna buy a wreath? Ma! This kid thinks your wreath sucks! Video games have been doing all kinds of strange things to children. What? It was the 80s. Stuff got real. Red Dog, this is Bluebird. This is Rembo One. What happened to Red Dog? I changed it. Well, let's change names now. This is Millennium Falcon Super Cool. Woo! Love it! Rated PG. Hey, Dan Chase. Hey, Lacey Lou. I decided to give you one of your Christmas gifts early. Give it. You want it? Yeah, right now. As long as you say please. Please? <laughs> you sound like Scooby-Doo. Uh. Your gift is the gift of podcasting with Mike Merriman. What the fuck is that shit? Can I return it? I don't think so, Mike. Could I exchange it for a lump of coal? Is that better than Mike Merriman? Well, I mean, yeah. Well, it's like the equivalent of like putting you to sleep, like with the fire, you know. Right, right, right. Yeah. Mike Merriman roasting on an open fire. You have been summoned, Mike Merriman. What's up? Happy Christmas. Happy. Christmas. <laughs> I guess. I guess I'm the gift you give the kids on Christmas Eve to put them to sleep. Right to, to wake up early on Christmas motherfucking morning. What's up, guys? That makes sense. Hey, Mike, I got a question for you. When you All read right. when you read your kids' stories, do they like fall asleep like right away? Do you put yourself to sleep? <laughs> I, I don't know. The first time I read them a story, I'll, I'll answer the question. <laughs> I'll try. I'll try it out tonight and see how it goes. Oh, you've never read them a story? Uh, I probably like made up a story. I don't know if I've actually read. 
out of a book for them. What do you, you mean know? you made up? Wait, a story? so like you fake it? So like you're reading like Clifford the Big Red Dog and you're really telling them the story? Is it because of they can't really read? Frodo Baggins. That's definitely it. Um, I've had them read me stories like to practice their reading. Oh, we know. <laughs> yeah. Well, Mike, what story did you make up? I gotta know. Oh, well, I didn't. Here. I don't think I necessarily made up a story on the fly, but just kind of like modeled it after a fucking kids book or something, you know. Uh, this one, The Princess Bride, you know, have you ever heard of it? Is I read that the whole that? story. You read them the whole story. I highly doubt you read them a kissing book. <laughs> He's like, and then by, he by, the, by the end of the by little... the end of the story, they didn't mind the kissing so much. It's kind of funny that. Like, wow. <laughs> All right, Mike. So uh, it is the most wonderful time of the year. Um, we are less than a week away from Christmas at this point. Yeah, yeah. Have you got all your Christmas shopping done? Better have. Yes, the fucking stress is over. Now it's just a matter of getting everything wrapped because I haven't done shit in that department. Yeah, neither have we. Same. But everything's pretty much bought and for the most part. And, yeah. yeah. Like Dan, like he has like one last thing, which is like the stocking stuffers, which I think he dreads the most. Well, okay, listen, here's my dilemma, right? So stocking stuffers are things that aren't quite, like, solid gifts, right? But they're still, like, fun things. But a lot of the time, stocking stuffers, it's just a bunch of fucking candy and shit that everybody starts to dig into, but then it just sits around for the rest of the year. Guaranteed, we open up this table right here, and we got gum packs from last year. We got fucking stuff that we haven't even opened. I, I mean, don't even chew gum anymore. I know, and that's what I mean. So I'm just like, I, I understand it's important somewhat. Like there's it's some, Gum is important? <laughs> there's something, well, there's some things that I know that you like, but the rest is just like filler and stuff that I'm just going to waste my money on to fill a fucking stocking where I feel like the gifts are fucking more where it's at, where, you know. I think that you'll appreciate more than a bunch of fucking certs. I, I feel I like it's. I, I was gonna say I feel like it's twice as bad for me too because with having kids, we still yeah. have so much of their damn Halloween candy. It's like, can I just rewrite right. that Christmas uh, wrapper and throw it in their stocking? They won't know. Yeah, do that. <laughs> Did they like the, uh, the re- they they open their Santa Reese's and it's actually a pumpkin Reese's. <laughs> right. <laughs> Not the tree. Just reshape it into a hey, fucking tree. Yeah. Is this the nightmare before Christmas, Dad? <laughs> no. Um. One of my favorite things about Christmas, though, is the anticipation. But it is a fine line because if you fuck up and you don't get your shit done, or if you don't get gifts for people, it can be super stressful. And that's why the suicide rate's so fucking high. <laughs> I've never not given like people what I like. Everybody's always gotten a gift. Yeah, but you're up. you're also a chick. Like chicks are always better at that kind of stuff. I think dudes more than anything suck at like. Do you know what I mean? Like if you didn't have the option to online shop, would it just be a different playing field for you? Oh, I I would have had an aneurysm by now. <laughs> well, has no. Like we went shopping yesterday, and he was supposed to do like a little bit more shopping for me, but he's like. Like, we were going to, like, split off and, like, go our separate ways. And he, like, took an edible and decided he didn't want to do that. And nope, decided to follow happened. me around. No, yeah. I, so I took an edible and it dawned upon me because edibles make you do that. It expands your mind. How bad of an idea it would be to try and shop for Lacey Lou while she's in the same fucking mall as me. And then try and coordinate that mess while, A, trying to hide her gifts from her. 
and then meet up with her, go out to the car. We were going to go out to eat after, make a whole fucking thing of it. Yeah, no thanks. I'll just go off to work Monday or Tuesday, whenever we're not recording this week. We're recording every day this week. You're welcome, America. <laughs> I, I'm taking one for the team. Lacey does not get a stocking. <laughs> your stocking is empty. My, my stocking is the gift of my merriment. Your, your stocking is memories of podcast oh. past. <laughs> you just up. download past episodes of the show onto an right. MP3 player and throw it in the stocking. Yeah. Memories. <laughs> now, Mike, last year you um, did, you were part of the 12 Days of Chase Miss. You did a commentary on Just Friends with us. Do you feel like you uh, have been promoted now that you can actually do a review? <laughs> yes, I put in the the year of hard work and I finally made it to a uh, review status. So I'm super excited. <laughs> you sound it. Well, to give you a... <laughs> well, you know, here at uh, the 12 Days of Chase, we got to have some fun with our Christmas games. Uh oh. You know you're about to play some reindeer games up in here. I don't know. Should we just skip that? Because he's kind of lame. What are you with Mike? <laughs> yeah. All right, fine. You kill Christmas, Mike. Congratulations. Moving on to the Christmas review. is canceled. No. It was easy. It only took 10 minutes. <laughs> All right. All right, Mike. So since you're old, I expect <laughs> you to... <laughs> I expect you to get the answer right to all of these questions. I'm going to um, give you a little snippet. It's the hottest selling toys from each year of the 80s. Oh, oh, okay. Do, is it multiple choice at least? No. Oh, that's hot. Yeah, well, I'm going to give him a little clue. Okay. Yeah, because I was like a baby when the 80s started. But okay, okay. Let's, let's try. All right, so 1980. Your clue is... Hang on, where is it up? Uh, <laughs> I'll tell you that a trick clue. <laughs> no, the, the first commercial virgin, vir, virgin version would be released in Hungary and was called the Magic Cube. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Magic Cube? Yeah. I'm thinking either a Rubik's Cube or... Okay. He's going to say an eight ball. Yep, no, yeah, no. exactly. I was like, one of those two, please. <laughs> so that's 1980, you said? Maybe? Uh, 1980. Okay. All right, so we're moving on to 19. He got ding, 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 one point for Mike. Yeah. I knew he'd get it because he's old. Um. <laughs> all right, 1980. You guys would have got that one, though, I think, right? That's true. I would have got that. Let's see here. Okay. Um. All right. Um. It was a cartoon and blue. Uh, it was a cartoon in blue. Did they make Smurf toys? Yes! yes! Wow! That's two for two. Two for two. Mike Merriman coming Sweet. out like fucking Mike Tyson's knockout. Well, I'm like, I'm like, what the hell else is blue? Like, okay. You want to give a clue for that one? Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, 1982. Oh, man. There's a whole subgenre of weirdos fucking dedicated to this now. <laughs> That's true. Oh, shit. Uh, um, because you said weirdos, and it, it has to do with child's toy, I would <laughs> my first guess would be My Little Pony. Yes! Wow, dude. Yep. Wow, man. <laughs> What a bunch of fucking losers. He's, got, he's three for three. What a bunch of weirdos. How do you know about the fucking pony? What are they called? My Little Pony. My little pony. 
Because he's old. I mean, I remember them from being a kid, uh, but because I know there was like that documentary what a handful of years ago called like Bronies or something like that. Yeah, that's what they're called. Yes, yeah, wow. Bronies. Yeah. There you go, Jabronies. <laughs> All right, 1983. <laughs> We're still not even alive at this time, Dan. Right, right, right. Yeah. Not even on the board. Jeez. All right, 1983. They came with birth certificates. Uh, I, I think, oh, man, because I was. Do with this movie. Yeah. They came with birth certificates. Was it Cabbage Patch Dolls? Yes. Oh, yep. okay. Wow, four for four. All right, now let's get into the year of Dan Chase's birth, the only year that... Uh, no, oh, we weren't even born at 840. All right, the year that Dan Chase was thought of. Go All right, I'll, I'll, let you give the, I'll let you give the clue to this one. What is it? All right, 1984. Oh, that's easy. Willis Wheeler. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. <laughs> that's your clue? That's my clue, Willis Wheeler. Well, you got to give one, like... What's that? Doesn't Willis That's collect true. everything? No, no, this is his a number one favorite movie of all time. Oh, fuck. Uh Transformers? Yes! See? Shit. That wasn't a bad clue. Everybody knows that. Alright, uh nineteen eighty five, the year of Dan's birth. Go. Oh Jesus Christ. Um, one of the most iconic, I think, in my opinion. Um it came with a cassette tape. It did. It came with a cassette tape. <laughs> I had this. I got it at a garage sale. Yeah. But it didn't work. It like went. That's fucking. That's sketchy. why they sold it in the fucking garage sale. <laughs> um, I'm actually kind of stumped by this one. It came with a cassette tape. Like, they um, think about uh Ted. Right. Oh, like a like a Teddy Ruxpin? Yeah, yeah. There you go. Okay. Was a layup. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, I don't think he would have got that one otherwise. That ends with it. <laughs> that was good. All right, I'll let you give the clue for this one, Dan. Uh, 1986. We got what is that? Oh, um. Um, <laughs> 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 I mean. Channing Tatum. <laughs> <laughs> You're fucking terrible. Uh, Magic Mike? Yeah. Not this Mike, but like one that's actually like magical. Yeah. Uh wait, wait what was the clue? Magic Channing Tatum. <laughs> Channing Tatum? Yeah, there is no magic. Uh I have no idea if that's the clue. Knowing's half the battle, Mike. Yeah. All right, uh, okay, yeah, I got it. G.I. Joe. Yes. <laughs> you didn't get my Shannon Tatum reference, though. The year of my birth, this is not what I've seen coming, like, at all. What is it? Like, I don't even know how to give a clue to this. Um, oh. Uh, Dan posed with this in his profile picture. Yep. In his current profile picture, yes. I can look up. Nope, no, don't look it up. Can't look it up. <laughs> it's it's a it's a game. A video game? No, no. Um a block game. Boba Fett's dead. What? Sounds like it. <laughs> <laughs> ah shit. What the 
it's a game, 1987. You pull one out and they all fall over. Well, fuck, it, it's, it's not Jenga, is it? Yes! It is? Shit. I not get the Django Fett reference even. Oh, God. That was like a layup. What now, baby? This one's even harder. Like, okay. I, don't I didn't know think... Django was that popular back then. I guess uh, so. I, th- I think I'm going to throw this one to you because I think, like, you might be able to, like, okay, do, like, a medical marijuana term for it or something. I don't know. All right. <laughs> 1988. Oh, oh. um, Kind of like a uh, fuck. I <laughs> know you can't. So, you can't say the word. So it's something. It's not anything like these, but it's like a slinky or like a stress ball type like thing. Like a plush. Yeah, like one of those type deals that you like that a lot of people would have on their desks. Rosie O'Donnell made them famous in the '90s by flinging them into the audience. Uh, a Stretch Armstrong. No. <laughs> <laughs> Kid sucks. Because isn't he made out of the same materials as a stress ball? Uh. Fuck, what did she fling, fling into the it audience? It kind of looks like a porcupine. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I know once you say it, I'm going to be like, oh, yeah, duh. Fuck, I don't know. Is there another hint you can give without giving it away? No, that's all we got, Mike. <laughs> the unfortunate stoner named blank blank was the best-selling Christmas toy of... Oh yeah, it's the yeah yeah. So uh, so smoking that Kush. Every kid could get one because they were inexpensive and not felt left out for the hot toy at the time. Compare this to asking for a Teddy Ruxpin, which back then cost the equivalent of a hundred and sixty dollars. God damn. Um, Teddy Ruxpin was one hundred and sixty dollars. Right. Jesus. <laughs> All right, uh, you have three seconds. Yeah, just tell me. It's a cush ball. Fucking, I don't even remember that at all. Yeah. Really? Like, I bet you they were, like, big stocking stuffers. That's probably I, why. I, had I probably had one, and I don't even remember it. All right. It sounds yeah. like something, like, every kid would get in their stocking. Well, yeah, for sure. I'm going to let you uh, give the last clue. Um. Uh, so, 1989. Uh, let's see. I mean, shit. I still have mine. It's the one, okay, it's the closest electronic featured, it's something to do with this movie that isn't really featured in this movie. Because it didn't exist. Uh, right. Well, if it's, this, if it's a similar thing, but not the same system, what, like a, a Atari or something? Uh, close. 1989. Like, obviously, Nintendo came out before it. What was the cool thing after Nintendo that they came out with? Uh, I mean, there was Sega. You could take it on the go. A Game Boy? Boom! Damn, I didn't know Game Boy was that. I thought it was, damn, okay. That's cool, because, like, I thought Game Boy was more like 91, 92, but, God, I am old. Yeah, well, apparently really old. Um, yes. I was not old enough that that wouldn't have made sense. <laughs> well, I am so old that I guess my memory's going, too. Well, no, you did really good for the that early. That was really like, good, yeah. I thought he would have did better in the later half, but he right. did really good in the early half. 
yeah, the no. 80s. Yeah, it's Mike Merriman, though. I'm not surprised by anything. Yeah, I think we gave really good clues, though. We did. Yeah, my like, my clues were amazing. Willis Wheeler. Willis Wheeler. <laughs> and he got it, too. Like, nobody else that was, like, trying to play along right. would have gotten that clue. Right. <laughs> like... like I guess I guess we're just like specific to the episode. Everybody knows what it's doing. <laughs> Transformers. This is my number one favorite movie. It's the best movie ever. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, that concludes our hottest selling games or uh, toys of the 1980s by year. Dan, did any of those surprise you? Uh, no, not really surprising. Um. Jenga kind of threw me. And okay. the Kush ball. Uh, no, Kushes were big. Kushes? Kush. What is a Kush? Kush. Is it Kush or Kush? Did that. you say the same word twice? Smoking that Kush. Kush. Kush, Kush. That Kush. Kush, Kush. Kush, it was the first thing to be the number one kid's toy and adult toy. Kush. Wow. Was it really? Wow. No. <laughs> oh, he was being our sarcastic. I meant both versions of Kush. <laughs> yes, indeed. How clever of you, Double M. And how <laughs> clever of you to incorporate the whole video game aspect into a video game Christmas movie. Right. Now, all right, we have to start off by saying that this was not the original movie that Mike Merriman was supposed to do with us. Yeah, let's get into that, Mike. Yeah. Okay, let's get into it. What do you want me to say? Why do you hate Elf so much? <laughs> I don't. That's the funny thing is, like, I kind of felt bad because I think I overplayed, like, how much I dislike. Or I don't know if I painted the picture that, like, I absolutely hate it. I don't hate it. I'm just kind of, like, eh on it. Like, it, it's, it's a movie that it's okay. I just think it, for me personally, it just wears thin. It, it's, a, it's a running gag type of movie that I, I just get kind of bored of. I don't think there's a lot to it, but I don't hate it. It's just kind of there. And I, I didn't expect you guys to switch it. I would have done it because I want to be fair about it. If that's what I would have drawn, I would have been game to do it. But then um, I can't remember which one of you hit me up and was like, oh, yeah, we're swapping it. I was like, OK. I was like, shit, did I? I was like, I don't think I said anything about not wanting to do it, but. Well, we want, we're all about having fun here, and you're already kind of, like, monotone. So giving you a movie that you dislike just wouldn't be that much fun. So who got – did anyone else get Elf, or is it just in limbo until next year? No, we let it burn. We're not doing it ever. Yeah, like, oh. it, it's, like, gone to, like, Krampus. No, no, no. Here's, here's the honest-to-God truth. So we both had to pick movies, and – I'm really bad at that stuff. I thought everybody loved it until I realized the pure hatred that people have for it, apparently. This is all new to me, and I find it fascinating because, generally speaking, I know for a fact that for years, people were always fucking saying how fucking awesome this was. Oh, it's a Christmas fucking staple. But not until I announced that we're doing it. As, as soon as the words left my mouth, it felt like all the elf hate just converged on me. And Mike fucking Mike hit me up too. You were like, "Fucking elf!" And then you and I was like, it just dawned on me. I'm like, "Well, damn, I got. I guess I'm not doing fucking elf anymore." <laughs> <laughs> um, I've only seen Elf one time, but I do love James Caan. And yeah, right. Well, um, yeah. I think we could have had fun with it, but we'll do it at the same time. time. This movie. 
Um, I know that uh, Mike is a gamer, and one of the questions that he um, answered for the Slum Party Massacre, um, yeah. I asked what was your favorite gift or gift you'd given, and his answer was the Nintendo that he received. So um, I was going to say Mike didn't, didn't give anybody no fucking Nintendos. <laughs> he didn't get He's on the receiving end of that game. So uh, when I seen the trailer for this, I was like, well, this would be kind of perfect for him to cover then. And that's why we did Honestly Um, I must say, very risky of a plan right there. I don't know if I approve of your methods, but then I saw the movie and I was like, oh, shit. Okay, totally approved. Like, Mm -hmm. I... Yeah, I watched the trailer, and so I did do a little retcon prior. Right, right, right. Well, so recon. it was, I know, is it retcon? Recon. Recon. Retcon is, is going, like going back, back and changing things. Well, Re- I did. I retconned Elf and put in 8-Bit Christmas instead. Recon, recon is short for reconnaissance, meaning you went in. But I retconned Elf. So, technically. <laughs> wow. You're welcome. You just got all your faces covered up in here, don't you? Lisa? I'm amazing and you, you love me. You are. No, I'll give you that, baby. And this movie just randomly, oh, okay, I'm going to retcon this. I'm going to retcon Mike's decision. <laughs> uh, it turned out to be a fantastic idea. Now, Mike, when you first found out of the big switch that we're, we will now be doing this movie. Uh, what were your thoughts? Did you go and check out the trailer? What did you do? Did you piss yourself? Uh, my first reaction was, what the hell is 8-Bit Christmas? Because right. I had no idea uh, that it even existed. So, no, I didn't watch the trailer. I just, obviously, my first reaction is, where the hell can I watch it? And I was like, oh, HBO Max. Okay, cool. And I kind of saw what it was about. Because I also thought it was like going to be like an animated movie or something just because the whole 8-bit right. thing. I didn't even – for some reason, I didn't even think of like Nintendo at first, you know, being in the 8-bit era of video games. I just thought like, oh, this is some type of animated. So I was like, okay, I'll, you know, file it away so once we get closer to recording. But uh, once I actually looked it up what it was about, I was like, oh, oh well, this is actually kind of interesting. And the awesome. fact of when it takes place, too. I was like, hmm, that's kind of right. along the lines of, like, when I got a Nintendo, like, same age. So you would say that I chose wisely to switch it then? Lacey chose wisely. Yes, she did. For once in my life. Well, actually, you know what? We recorded um, – well, we watched another movie for 12 Days of Chasemus earlier called Jack Frost. Not the Michael Keaton one, <laughs> but Dan was completely, like, not excited about that at all. And then, uh, well, you'll have to hear the episode to hear his thoughts. Was that his first time? Or I'm, yes. I'm asking, like, he's not here. Dan, was that your first time seeing it? <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. I, You know my tolerance for stupid shit like that. Uh, but I will say that I had somewhat of a change of heart throughout watching the movie. So it was fun, you know? You're was, fun. Yeah. No. At least the, fir- the first one is kind of, like, surprisingly good like for that type of movie it's pretty entertaining yeah i i i I have this thing with christmas movies and halloween movies for that matter where a lot of movies seem to adapt the holidays but not well meaning like they use it to their advantage but they just kind of tell their story right so they don't really do anything to kind of add to the holiday or the themes of the holiday, meaning like Christmas spirit or, you know, give any type of message, you know. And I honestly thought that this movie, more than anything, would be, you know, more focused on the 
commercial aspect of Christmas. Well, yeah, and it did, but it it had uh, an ending that kind of gave a flip side to that, which we'll obviously get into. But I thought it was going to be mainly, you know, um, uh, materialistic centric. Well, you didn't watch the trailer. No. Yeah. Um, so I knew it wasn't necessarily going to be commercialistic based off of that. I just thought it was going to be kind of fun. And I thought that you guys could relate, you know, growing up, um, you know, being a kid and the gaming systems aren't the same. Like, get, like that game, how much was it Nintendo when it came out? I don't know. Mike? I want to say it was like three bills, like the equivalent to 300. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, I was so young, I wouldn't have known how much it cost, but it was, I'm sure at least a couple hundred if not more probably right. closer to what dan is saying would be yep. my guess like the fluctuation of game systems now like how much is a ps5 like 600 bucks yeah yep like that's insanity well just just the fact that what after playstations and and everything that took a disc after all of those systems started doubling as blu-ray players and for you know for kids as soon as that started, then the prices started going up for that fifty bucks, hundred bucks, anyways, just on top of what the system would be. So now it's like, well, wait a minute, like these systems were going for about two, three hundred when they first came out, or you know, obviously time changes and 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 prices change, but for the same, you know, it's it's about the same place. But then they jump even further, then and all of a sudden you're at six hundred dollars now. Yeah, like. Now, I paid, like, 500 bucks for our computer, right? Right. Like, and it's a decent computer. It's an HP. Like, I mean, it's not a Mac or anything, but, like, those are way crazy expensive. But, like, this doesn't even have a DVD player in it anymore. Right, right. And I paid, you know, 500 bucks for it. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. Not only that, but, like, uh, it's not it's not even the systems themselves that are the only expensive. Like, oh, buy an extra controller, 60, 70 bucks. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Like, why? Why is it that expensive just right. for another controller or a card or anything yeah. that to add to it? You don't get the whole thing. Like, yeah. so you can only play by yourself. I remember I got my Sega and it came with Sonic and another one, too. And, like, those were the only games that I really wanted with it. And it was just, like, the greatest gift ever. I was like, oh, my God. I got my fucking Sega, and then after that, I just built onto it. I put the Sega CD on the side. I put uh-huh. the fucking 32X on the top. Like, that thing was a monster. I, I think my parents had it kind of easy because I was a girl. Yeah. So they didn't have to, like, worry about, Cabbage like, Cabbage Pass big... Kids and shit. No, I was never a Cabbage Pass <laughs> Kid. No, I asked for a video camera. I never fucking got one. You will hear me talk about that on every 12 days of Chase Miss. I swear yeah. to God. Um, <laughs> you got me one. I did get you one last year. It's right there. It, it has not been used since last Christmas. Nope. Um, but um, well, it's, it's just a little handheld like thing. We were gonna make pornos, but that never happened. Whoa, either. we so, were. Well, that was what it was for. But hold on, hold on. <laughs> He's like episode over. We got business to attend to. No? <laughs> Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry <laughs> Christmas to me. <laughs> Um, Chase Miss is over. Time to move on to something else. So we just we're going to do only fans. No, I'm just kidding. But um, <laughs> now we only have fans of Christmas episodes. But um, wow, I forgot what I was saying. No, um, so yeah, no, you're right. Like with cell phones now, like they don't even come with the fucking charger. Like you have to buy those separately. Right. And they used to come with earbuds as well. Yeah. They don't even come with those anymore. Like, I feel like we're paying more and getting so much less. 
And not only that, too, you consider how how obsolete the it's cell so phones green. are after a couple of years, too. Like, oh, you got to get the new model. And that's how the gaming systems are as well. And they've been – that's where video games lost me for a long time. You know, I had my Xbox. I love playing Black. I love playing all these different games. And I felt like I was immersed in it. And then guess what? Time's up. New system's out. Okay, time to they, – they're no longer the making newest, these yeah. games. And, and – and I just I reached a certain point where I gave up and it was kind of sad, but I also started doing a lot more with my life once I stopped playing as many video games as a kid. Yeah, you said like I, had I never to. thought you were a gamer. I had to give it up. Like I never thought you were a gamer and like it, you just didn't strike me as that person. You know and me though. I have like an addictive like once I get into yeah, something. Yeah, but I didn't think that like you liked playing games because you don't like board games or card games or whatever. Very different. And yeah, I guess so. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, I used to play like board games for myself and like Very different. Yeah, what? Like, yeah, no, I had so much fun by myself. I didn't like to be around, like, my family, I guess. I, I wouldn't say, like, my family, but, my like, nobody was ever there. And, you know, like, Nikki was, like, four years older than me. So, like, she was, like, a teenager, and I'm, like, ten. It's a big know? age gap when you're younger. Yeah. When, when it comes to a certain point in your life. Totally, so, yeah, yeah. And, like, I was grounded all the fucking time because <laughs> I'm a mouthy little bitch. Shocker. So I would be stuck <laughs> in my room all the time. So I didn't have a phone. Like, I had, like, my movies. That's probably why, like, I'm so into, like, watching everything. Right. Um, so I had a lot of time to myself, so I would just play, like, Uno by myself. I would play, um, Sorry by myself. Um. <laughs> Candyland. Yeah, like, I would just go for each, like, no, I had fun, and then I, the only system I had, um, I mean, we had Nintendo, but then, like, somehow we got a Super Nintendo. Right. And I would play that, and then my uncle let me borrow his PlayStation 1. Yeah. And I talked a little bit about this on, uh, the Die Hard episode. And yeah. he gave me three games to play with it. Oh, Yeah. It was Life. Um, I can't remember. Based on the board game? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Board game. <laughs> um, I think Will of Fortune was the other one. And then um, the Die Hard trilogy. So Die Hard was your favorite? Yes, I love shooting people. That's dope. The Die yeah. Hard trilogy game was dope. Like, was it, was it good actually yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah, I had it on the first PlayStation. It was, oh, it was really good. I mean, that game's still like uh, 40 bucks. No, so, yeah. I mean, yeah. No, and it's it's so cool though because now we're at a place where, I, what do we what is that a PS3? Yeah, we, we got there. We, I we love spent eighty bucks on that. I and we got games for like two bucks a piece. Dude, I love that thing. Like, I have so much fun playing so many games, and I know that the graphics are like, you know, obviously somewhat outdated and stuff. But man, I have so much fun. And again, I talked about this on the last episode, but there are like a bunch of fucking games down there. We haven't even opened. Yeah, and we have the Wii upstairs. <laughs> the Wii and upstairs. I love the Wii. I feel like the Wii was too short-lived. Right. Like, because then they came out with, like, the Wii U, and they stopped making games The Wii U, it. right, and that's what I'm saying. And they I stopped making them. I never played the Wii U. Yeah. Well, I feel like we, the Wii U is the one everyone skipped because it came out too soon after the Wii. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> the only people that – I feel like the only people right. that got the Wii U are the ones that didn't get the Wii in time, and then they're like, right. oh, a new one's coming out. I'll wait. But most people I knew that had the Wii, it's like, why the hell am I buying a new yeah, version yeah. of this after a couple years? 100%. Yeah, like I was pissed because, like, like I love playing, like, Mario Party and all that. And, like, it, it was like a – it was, like, quite a lull between, you yeah. know, the Wii U and the Switch. Well, yeah. Which, oh, fuck you yeah, know, like, Nintendo didn't come out with anything for some time after, did they? Um, 
No, that's correct. And it's also because, like, Nintendo, they tend to get, like, so much life out of their systems, like, even old ones. Like, they're, like, they're, I feel like if you go to, like, GameStop now, there's still, like, a huge supply of, like, um, like Game Boy Advance and 3DS games. They're, like, there's still a huge market of people buying 3DS games. Yeah, you do have that. Yeah. Yeah, I've only played it, like, probably maybe an hour. <laughs> I asked for it for my birthday. I got it one year, and, like, I played it, like, on a plane ride, and that was it. You you asked me to estimate how many hours you thought I, that I thought I played on Rocket League. Yeah. And, and I was way off. What did you say? I was like, it's got to be under 100. No, you said, like, six hours. Yeah. Like, it was 161. But when I told him <laughs> your total, he's like, that's it? Right, like that's what that's what I'm saying. Like that's that's a Firestone fucking year. Just wait, I'll be playing a lot more of this. No, year. he's trying already. Like he's definitely Hell trying. Yeah. I love that game though. No, like I'm so that's all I play on there. And I have Friday the Thirteenth. I have NBA Two K Twenty One. I think. And I got. I like watching you play Friday the Thirteenth, but you'll never fucking play it. Probably because of my commentary in the background. No, well, yeah, no, I suck at the game. But you're just like. Fucking kill her, baby. What the fuck is your You're Jason. Like, murder her. Like, what is your deal? You gonna let that bitch get away with that? He's like, where is the car? <laughs> <laughs> no, I have a problem with that game specifically because the maps, like, so many people know the maps and they have such a particular way of playing that fucking game that it's kind of hard to, like, do it without knowing where you're going and like exactly what you're doing you have to be yeah it's you you tend to get that with uh like multiplayer online games the, the people that sit around and play it all day every day they just have mastered so many nuances and little tricks to the game that if you're right. someone that try just plays the game casually you go on there and it's like you feel like you're playing a completely different game because you that's don't know it. what the hell's going on <laughs> that's what it is i i couldn't agree more dude yeah and that's what i mean so I I really enjoy that game, but also, too, you know, it's all about time management with video games, right? Like, that's the whole fucking key to it. So, video games are basically when you're not here, which is, is not, is, it's not that it's not rare, but usually we're out doing stuff together or whatever, or, like, when you're asleep and stuff like that, but... I'm Dan Chase. I love my sleep as well. So there's not too many hours where I can carve out to just lose myself in video games. And that's the key. I'm not a casual motherfucker that I'm just going to play an hour. Like, I'm fucking, I'm playing for four hours and I'm going to murder everyone and I'm going to beat the game and it's going to be awesome. Yeah, that's that's kind of what's like stopped me too because like I have Last of Us 2 and like, it's like I don't even want to turn it on unless I know right. I have a few hours to play right. it, right? Where yes. like on the Switch with Mar like if my kids want to play Mario with me or something, I know we can go play that for a half hour or two hours. It doesn't right. matter because you still feel like you accomplished something. But these like triple like like the big games that are, you know, twenty hours at least of story, it feels yep. like if you don't at least have time to carve out three, four hours of the story, it feels like you didn't accomplish anything. So why even bother starting it to begin with? It's annoying because you have to stop. Yeah, you just I, get going. I feel like Mike right now is, like, in his sweet spot because, like, he's, like, very enthusiastic about gaming, I think. <laughs> yes. Uh, when I was in New Mexico, um, he invited me to his Twitch link. <laughs> is, yeah. Is it Twitch? Is that what it's called? Yeah. 
Yeah. And, and like I thought he'd be playing like He's twitching sausage. Like, I thought he would be like playing like some like big shooter game or something. So like, yeah. I was like, you know what? Maybe he's gonna kill some hookers in Grand Theft Auto. Who the fuck knows? Right. You know. So something I, ruthless. Yeah. Manly. Like, and so like I get on there. I was like, I'm gonna go check this bitch out. I get on there and it's just like a really like annoying version of Tetris. Oh, Tricky Towers. <laughs> oh man, that game is great. <laughs> no, like I was like, and he's just like the Mike's building a sandcastle. <laughs> and like it's like the most annoying music or uh, like sound effects ever. It's like, Meow. and I'm like, and like I like literally watch it for. I was like, all right, Mike, I can't fucking do this anymore. It was because of the sound, and like you watch to like hear like your commentary, and like all I'm hearing is. <laughs> wow. I sound like a dying cat, but that's what it fucking sounded like. Wow. So yeah, fuck Tricky Towers. Hey, all right, I got a question for you guys. Um, okay. What is your all-time favorite video game if you have to pick one? Oh, shit. Hugh Hefner's oh. The Playboy Mansion. Are you serious? Yeah. Okay. I don't know where to go from that. <laughs> uh, no. Do you want my honest answer? Yes. Oh God. Um. I was a big Kingdom of Hearts girl, but I want to say that's my favorite. Um, right. I do like to play. I, I like I like Sims. I like, but like I, yeah. I would have to say Vice City. Vice, okay. Vice City. Um, that's a good. Yeah. That's a good choice. That is good. Yeah, I love running over hookers, like having sex with hookers, and then running them over, and getting my money. <laughs> and then you turn on the video game, and then what do you do? No, I'm oh well, no, and like <laughs> no, it had like a bomb ass like soundtrack. I it remember did. like it playing like the Flock of Seagulls. And I ran, and you're like running from the cops. <laughs> yeah, and, like, yeah, yeah. That song just played. And you're like, yeah. Well, I just played that for the first time. Remember? Vice City. Yeah, remember? And I beat it. No, it's you kind of like Scarface. I played Vice City. You played City. Part Four. Uh, I played both. Four and five. No. No. Vice City's three. Yeah. Oh, excuse me. Vice uh, City's the. So you've never played Vice City? Never. Apparently. Vice City's in like exactly. the fake Miami town. Is that what it is? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I felt like I, I played that. But no. um, it was so much fun, yeah. Well, you played four and five. You played the one where you were Nico. Oh, the, Nico's the, four, yeah. 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 Okay, yeah. All right, so that is yours? No, your... mine is Vice City. Mine's three. Vice City. Yeah, okay. it's, it was made for the PlayStation 2. I right, right, right. All right, how about you, Mike? Uh, Probably uh, Resident Evil too because when okay. that came out I, you know i was in high school and just the anticipation because the, the the first one was a hit and everyone loved it and then the fact and back then it wasn't always a guarantee that like popular games would get a sequel so when it got announced that they were making the second one and then the hype for it and uh, intro to it with the uh the 18 wheeler just crashing into raccoon dude they did it so fucking well and it yeah. was like, you know, how like sometimes on in the same console life, a game will get a sequel. And it seems like how did they manage to make the second in one the so much time. better, even though it's on the same system? Like well, you don't I, expect it to have that. It's like they just figure out how the software of that console works in yep. little little bits and pieces of better ways to utilize it. And it just felt like because we all love the first one, but the second one to me just felt like such a, a big jump in every way and i i still like i bought the remastered version that came out for ps4 and it was like just re-experiencing everything which is better graphics and it was amazing that's awesome dude yeah 
Um, my favorite was probably fucking Spider-Man for the Xbox. I I think it was Spider-Man or Spider-Man 2, where uh, I was just talking about this, obviously, because the movie just came out. But so many hours of entertainment. It's kind of set up like the Arkham games with Batman. It's like an open city, and, you know, you see trouble over here, go down, fuck some dudes up. Uh, you, you can do whatever you want. But, man, was that game so much fucking fun. I just had a blast with that. But... I feel like video games, one way or another, they play such a big role in everybody's lives, you know? Yeah, what would you say, like, so we talked about our favorites, what would you say was the worst or the hardest? Oh, God. Okay. Before we get into our review of the movie. (laughs) There was one that I didn't understand how to play, and it was really annoying. It was for, oh, fuck, it was for the Sega CD, Mike, tell me if you remember this. It was something of the dragon, and there was some drugs turning people into, like, monster people. (laughs) It was the craziest game ever. Yeah, you were in, like, a futuristic world, and it was the strangest game I've ever played ever. It was so bizarre. It was like Blade Runner meets, like, I don't even fucking know. Something with the dragon in it. I'm going to look it up right now. Okay. That was the worst because I couldn't figure it out ever. I know there was a game called Dragon's Lair, but I don't know if that's it or not. No, I'll find it. Hold on. Well, what was yours, Mike? The question is hardest game? Yeah. Um, I mean, Mega Man games were pretty damn hard when you first started until you got that learning curve down. But probably Ghouls and Ghosts was, like, the hardest. As in, like, you're rage quitting without even beating the first level because back then games were just unforgiving like there you really didn't get save points it was pretty much once you die you're starting all over from the very beginning right um and especially back then it was like three hits like yeah you might find some armor or shields in the course of the game but for the most part it's nope three hits and you're just dead start over no uh, save points no checkpoints no save points uh you got to beat the whole damn game right did you find it yeah it's called rise of the dragon never heard of it it was so like i'm watching the gameplay right now and it's bringing back memories but it was triggering you it was the most bizarre game like look at this like you go on a computer you have to like type certain things in it was was so fun though yeah no it was interesting as a kid but like you know me i'm not like the smartest person in the world so as a kid i'm even dumber so i couldn't figure that shit out but it was fun I think the hardest for me was either uh, Friday the 13th for Nintendo. Ooh. Um, or, like, I died, like, all the time. I never played it. Yeah, it was hard. Was it? Um, yeah. Um, but I would say the absolute hardest was The Lion King for, uh, oh. for NES. Um, I yeah. never made it past level two. Yeah. Um, I had it upstairs. Yeah. Like, if we were to play it right now, I bet you I still couldn't make it past level two. You know, I played Aladdin a lot. Yeah. Well, being like getting on that carpet was so much fun. Right. Going up and down. Yeah. Yeah. You controlled it. Yeah. The Lion King. I love the Super Nintendo. I think I gave up on the Lion King because it was so difficult. Yeah, it is. I have it upstairs. We'll have to bust that out sometime soon. Can you play as Timon and Pumbaa? Uh, I don't know. I never made it that far. (laughs) (laughs) Well, all right then. Uh, Mike, did you ever play the Lion King? I don't think I did. No. Do you think your have your girls played like the Super Nintendo or are they just like? Uh, they they're mostly like 
Animal Crossing. My youngest, for some reason, has taken a liking to Fortnite, of all things. Like, of course, the six-year-old just loves shooting people. Um, <laughs> and my oldest, who's about to be 10 in January, she is big on Animal Crossing and Cuphead. She beat Cuphead at, like, eight years old. I don't understand it because <laughs> I don't know how much you guys know about that game, but that's kind of like the uh, one of the newer generation, like, super hard games for people. But it, it very much resembles, like, not in the art style, but just a gameplay, like a, a Mega Man type game where it's, like, unforgiving and hard. And right. like, it, well, we first got it because I actually thought it looked really neat. And she, when we would play two-player, like, she was having trouble, like, just getting through levels. Like, shit, I fucked up because, like, I'm not trying to turn her off from games by trying to make her play something so hard. But she must have liked it even though it was a struggle for her and like next thing i know it's like a few weeks later and i walk by the room and she's just like whooping ass on the boss so i was like what the hell like i was like lydia what the hell's going like and when did this she's like i just been practicing i was like okay then like and now she wants me to play with her i was like i'm gonna make you look bad like i don't want to hold you back by by you know playing two player Holy shit, no, I just came across this. This is crazy. Spider-Man No Way Home, third highest box office opener ever with $253 million. And we're in the Yeah, line. that's fucking nuts. I literally oh. just read that, too. <laughs> wow, dude, that's insane. But like, it, I, I don't even understand how that's possible, like, in one week. Like, what? She, that's insane. Our, our theater was packed. Our theater was so packed, and screaming at the top of their lungs during some moments. Yeah. Our theater was fucking lit, dude. Yeah. I, I, I didn't mind the clapping. I don't feel like it ruined the experience. I feel like that's what, like, it was the buildup that, like, was deserved. Well, if you don't want that, there are many avenues you can go to. Like, don't to. go on opening fucking right, night. Right, right. Exactly. <laughs> you know, like, or don't go to the preview night because that's when the diehard fans are going. Right, You know, exactly. like, that's all. Um, uh, to bring it back, though, I will say Goldeneye, probably the best game ever made, ever. Goldeneye ruled. Uh, Mario Kart for, like, parties. <gasps> Dude, Mario, no, Mario Kart may win, actually. <laughs> yeah, the you're right. The only game I've ever beaten yeah? was Super Mario 2. 2? 2. 2? The oddball one. You're such a, like, what a lacy loot thing to say. Such a <laughs> like, lacy loot thing to say. I don't know, there's something about squatting on those eggs and then throwing them at the bird things. <laughs> like, I, I don't know, and then, like, you've got the, like, rats with the bombs that you throw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I fucking love that game so much, and it's like, do 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 and, like, you gotta be, like, you have to be Princess Peach. We have to pick Craig Edwards' mind about fucking working on Super Mario Bros. Oh, we did. We should get him no, on that show. Yeah. That, like, he he told me that he's like, yeah, I worked on that. That was, like, the most bizarre experience ever. And then we moved on, but I kept thinking about that after. Yeah. And I'm like, that is the most bizarre movie ever made. We have to pick his brain about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's safe to say, you guys, that this movie probably hit at least somewhat of a note with all of us because I think it was probably not only made for our generation, right? but I think a new generation can appreciate it too. For sure. So, I thought you were, were going to say, it's safe to say that there's actually a movie to talk about at the end of all this. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're trying to segue here. Yeah, yeah like we spent 15 <laughs> minutes talking about gaming systems. That's alright, it's fun. Um, yeah. Um, we don't usually do that here. Um, I mean, we don't talk video games ever. So No, not often, yeah. yeah. Um, but I think it is safe to say that we 
all have a history with gaming systems. Without and, a doubt. Um, so, and I don't know, like, Mike, why don't you tell us the story of your Nintendo getting for Christmas? Yeah. So, I, so funny enough, like, I would say part of, like, my real-life story with Nintendo uh, resembles this movie somewhat. Um, now, the difference being is my Nintendo didn't come in the form of a treehouse at the end. It really did <laughs> become a Nintendo under the tree. But so, you know, I was just like the typical kid. And I, I don't know how much you want me to relate it to the movie right now. But I the elements that really hit me in the movie were, one, it it, it was very typical of kind of like the kids in my neighborhood, too. Now, obviously not the mass when there's like 30 kids showing up, but like my neighborhood had the one kid who like had everything right that like everyone would go to their house because, hey, if you don't have this toy, but you want to play with the toy or get some just see what it's like. Here's the kid's house to go to. Um, My first experience with Nintendo was like a neighborhood kid who had like older siblings and they had one. And um, I think before that, I just had like. Commodore 64, which was like the old school computers um, that had some gaming on them. And Nintendo was still kind of a new thing. So there was that. And then the other kid that I mentioned that just he's the one that, you know, he opens up a dresser drawer and set of clothes. It's like Nintendo cartridges of just every game. Um, So naturally, you know, crack. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, So, of course, you know, I'm going to my parents like, oh, that's what I want for Christmas. And I want to say that it might have been like over the span of like two or three Christmases until I actually got it. Because um, if memory serves me correct, so when we first moved to California in like the mid 80s, we, we were in like a certain house for like a few years. And then we moved. And I know I didn't get the Nintendo till my second house, but basically my parents were the type that they just knew how to convince me that I wasn't getting something. And it right. wasn't by like yelling at me or, you know, it wasn't like in any type of harsh methods. It was just, they had the way, the tone to kind of be like, just forget about it. Like it's, it's not going to happen. And part, you know, they, they got the, the era at very accurate, like, because um, gaming at home versus the arcade was becoming such a big thing in the late eighties, early nineties that right. there was a t- ton of that um protesting going on like oh if you guys put video games in the home it's going to stop your kids from wanting to go to school they're not going to want to go outside like all that kind of stuff is accurate now of course in the movie it's a little more playful the way they deal with it but that kind of stuff really was happening back then so i don't know if part of that was uh going into my parents decision initially not to get it but anyways right to make it short, yeah, they had convinced me I wasn't going to get it. So it was Christmas 89, um, and, you know, we were almost done opening all our presents. It wasn't even in my mind at all, but my mom had made sure that uh, the Nintendo wasn't, like, under the tree with the rest of the stuff because she right. wanted to make sure that I was last. Because it's like she knew if I if I accidentally opened that first, I wouldn't even care about the rest of my presents. Oh, right? yeah. So uh, she kind of had it off to the side, and then she's like, "Hey, uh, I think you forgot something over there." And even at that point, like same as you know, in the movie when he when he goes to open it from his mystery rich uncle, and it ends up being the light bright when he thought it was <laughs> the Nintendo. Uh, yeah, I 
was so convinced that I wasn't getting it that even when I saw a box roughly what would be the size of it I still didn't think that's what it was I was just like okay right. what what could this be until you you know you rip that first part of the wrapping paper and it it's I think it like entertainment system on it but I didn't it didn't say the, the Nintendo part yeah. I was like wait a minute and then right. you start like frantically ripping it more and more and man i just let out like the biggest princess happiness scream you would have ever heard it like I, I was in disbelief like i i couldn't believe it it was just one of those unbelievable moments in your life that you'll never forget and it's like it, all over nintendo but right. yeah man, man it was just incredible like i i never looked back from gaming after that and yeah. uh it was funny too because when my after after I opened it, my mom tried she tried to do like the okay now um we're gonna limit this to like two hours a day or an hour I don't remember what exactly it was but she tried I was to like, get the fuck out of the way <laughs> well because I think I think she kind of still had like that motherly uh, like apprehension like okay I got it for you but. But, like, you know, after a few months, she realized, okay, all that nonsense about, oh, it's going to ruin their grades and all that. She's like, okay, that I'm not seeing that happen, so I don't really care anymore. Um, right, right. But, yeah, it was just uh, – that will probably still go down as, like, the best – as far as me being a kid and receiving gifts, that's probably the best. Like, I don't think it's ever been topped because of that, of just the way they had me convinced it just wasn't going to happen. Right. Yeah. And that's always the best, too. I always knew because it was one. it was always like the gaming systems or if it was like a dope ass present, it would be for my brother and I. So, okay, this is for the both of you. And we'd both fucking know. Like, why would you give us both the same thing? I know. Sharing gifts fucking sucks. Well, but at the same time, if it was that, like, who cares? Like, that's great. And. I remember getting my Nintendo and my Sega. I was more excited for the Sega because I remember, like, not thinking that I... Like, keeping my expectations low, like Mike said. But I just fucking knew. Like, so, like I just I just knew my mom and how she was, like, acting and, like, just certain things that she said. And I was like, holy shit, I'm going to get it. Because at that point, like, I was obsessed with video games and, like, this was a new system and all right, like, I need this, like, now, like, I need to play it, I want to play fucking Sonic the Hedgehog for days, and so when it happened, it's weird, I can still remember hooking that bitch up, (laughs) like, hooking that sucker up to the old school, like we were saying, those big fat TVs with the huge ass backs that weighed a Mm -hmm. million fucking pounds, you know, and I don't know, it was just magical, and I don't know, like, I hope kids still still feel the same way about the magic of... I think you would think that they would like any game system is a pretty fucking ill piece of hardware these days. Yeah. 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 It's hard to say because like these these days I feel like tech just tech in general, um, whether it's, you know, gaming systems, tablets, Chromebooks, whatever, I guess for some kids, even phones. But um, I feel like it's so integrated into regular life now that it's almost like today's youth just kind of expects that's what their gifts are going to be you know like because it's like uh, i know i for personally speaking my kids they don't really just play with toys in general like i have to tell my parents like stop buying them just toys because 
They take yes, they're eight. excited. They're they're excited when they open them, but it's like they'll play with them for ten minutes and then go right back to like whatever else. I'm like, and they just stockpile. I'm like, no, yep. stop. Like, right, just get them gift cards or something, and then we'll figure out or they'll figure out what they want to use them for. But yeah, I, I don't yeah. know, man. I, I different era. Yeah, no, I I completely agree. I don't know. Video games have always been fun, but um, you know, much like this movie, it's. There's obviously, like, my whole thing with Christmas has always been this. I've always actually really enjoyed the commercialism aspect of it. I, I, as I get older, obviously, I enjoy shopping for people, and that's the whole fucking meaning of Christmas, right? It's like you want to, you you get the joy in giving as opposed to giving. Except when you're with Lacey Lou and she gives fire-ass gifts, and then I'm just like, give me everything, because I know you'll never disappoint so that's cool, too, on that side. But mainly it's about being selfless and obviously spending time with your with your family, with your loved ones, with your friends and all those kind of things. But the commercialism aspect, I remember growing up being a fucking thing that I really enjoyed. And I don't know what that says about me, whatever, but, like, it was always fun. Like, you know, hitting the mall when it's fucking packed, like, that was always fun to me. Uh, buying everybody gifts and and you know just doing that whole thing i don't know it just seemed like an eventful time of year you know so when people talk about it they kind of talk about it in like a negative condemnation right like you know like don't let it be about commercialism but motherfucker it is like at the end of the day no matter what way you slice it whether you're okay with that or not that's what it is so I've kind of learned to embrace it, and I feel like this movie uh, really kind of captured what that feeling is like wanting something, but also the flip side to it where you find out, like, what really matters and and kind of how everything comes full circle. Yeah, um, what I appreciated about it was um, I thought it was just going to be, like, a complete corn fest. It was for a good amount of the movie. I, I don't feel like it. No? Like, um, I feel like, you know, uh, this is a movie like that probably Snow Day like wanted to be. Okay. Like, That's a good example. Yeah. You know, like, I feel they like... They didn't it, even have Pam Greer or Chevy Chase. No, uh, but you did have Neil Patrick <laughs> Harris, and he's, like, narrating it. It is kind of like How I Met Your Mother-ish. Yes. I, I dug that aspect of it because I love that show. Like Mike said, The Princess Bride. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and no, I just I I really appreciated this movie. Um, yeah, we haven't even like talked about plot points or anything aside from the going to the kid's house, right? Which was hilarious. And no, the best part that is the best part of watching great, this movie dude. with Dan though, like um, they hype up the power glove so much. Yeah, and Dan was like, I never wanted the power glove. I just always thought it wasn't gonna like fucking work. And then the scene that we got in the movie. <laughs> It was fucking, like, I didn't expect it to take the turn that it took. You're right. But um, I did expect the glove not to work, because I was like, I think I remember, like, people bitching about the it power sucked. glove. If, yeah, the power glove sucked, and that's what he says in it. Yeah. And I think that this movie is going to be really nostalgic to people that grew up in this time area. Um, 100%. And, I mean, haven't you ever, like, got a toy or, like, an accessory that was supposed to go along with right. like, one of your things, and it's just not, like, the hype? Right. 
Yeah. Um, it, it was like movies for me, I guess. Like, it's not the hype that the Power Glove was. Well, and, and I want to correct something. So I was, I was down. I didn't think this was cheesy or anything, but a lot of the jokes they were making, like, it was very extra. Like, with this kid... And and he has after his, the first fifteen minutes, it became like fire. In my I opinion. agree. No, I agree. Yeah, it took me a few minutes to kind of get the tone of this movie because there's a lot of jokes being thrown around. There's a lot of nostalgia references and whatever. But like, here's the thing: at this point in time, we're kind of used to nostalgia being kind of forced down our throats with so many different movies. With the, you know, 1984 and and uh, what's that other movie? And there's Stranger so, Things. Well, obviously Stranger Things. It's like Stranger Things. it's embedded into our culture now, to where I'm like, okay, well here we go. And they were they were throwing out jokes and stuff where I was like, okay, I'm like, I kind of assumed that that's what it was going to be the entire movie. But on top of that, they gave it a plot, which is, hey, we have to get a Nintendo. Which, yeah. was, which was fun. Well, I thought that once they mentioned Skedios, you were going to be in. The Skedio fucking scene was classic. That fucking kid. They were like two cans of SpaghettiOs. He's going to spew for nine minutes. <laughs> like, that was fucking classic. They had so many great little setups like that. And the kids as characters I really dug. Like, I didn't love them all. Like, I wasn't like, oh, that kid's a little badass. Like, they didn't swear like the South Park kids. They weren't little badasses. They were just kind of, I guess, normal fucking little dorky kids, you know? Yeah, it wasn't like it was like a good boys type of thing. It, but right. But it was like one moment. And I want to watch Good Boys after we do this. Yeah, Good Boys is a good yeah. one. But, um, yeah. But, no, there was. She was like, uh, because they, they come to a point with baseball cards. Right. And it, I didn't know that, like, there were cuss words on baseball cards that were worth money. Did you well, guys know this? Well, apparently on the bottom of his bat, there's, there was one that got released, and that's why it was worth, what, $98? 95 Did you know about this, Mike? <laughs> no, I did not. It was a surprise to me. That was cool, though, because I remember the baseball card thing as a kid, too. I mean, it's still a thing today, obviously, but, like... That was a big thing. This movie reminds me a lot of The Sandlot. A little bit. A lot of The Sandlot. It's got that that group of kids um, trying to get something, and this is the movie of them going on their adventure. And that's what I mean, though, at first. I, I wasn't in love with it because, I again, I never saw the trailer. I wasn't sure what this was really about. Until MPH himself uh, starts explaining it. I just kind of love him, though. No, he can do no wrong. Literally, Neil Patrick Harris, as as the years go on, too, I'm just waiting for him to come out with something, like, mediocre. Won't do it. It's just all fire. That So that's a great addition. Um, but, yeah, once the plot started taking shape, I started to love this movie. Um, I wasn't sure where it was exactly going, at certain parts in it, like in the beginning. I thought I knew exactly where it was going. Once it started with the Nintendo stuff and it started taking shape, I, I really dug it. One thing that I was unsure of was the Steve Zahn character, because I kind of hated him. Well, if you think about, like, classic Christmas movies, though, like, there's always that That's asshole it. dad. That's it. You know? Um, it's That's this, it. This movie reminded me a lot of the Goldbergs, too. Yeah? Um, you know, with, like, the nostalgia thrown in. Like, this is obviously, like, 80s. Um, right, right, right. I don't know. I also love the bully. The like, bully? Oh, like, God. The King of the Hill <laughs> kid? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Mike Merriman. Was that a real game? Did you love that kid? Yeah. There was King of the Hill, yeah. yeah. Um, it usually wasn't someone like, 
I, it almost seemed like he was high school playing it against <laughs> elementary school. That was a little bit of an unfair advantage, but there but definitely was that game. You were in sixth grade. He went on school field trips with him, though. That's weird. Well, he probably... Well, Stayed I had back. some eighth graders that were taking, like, uh, classes with sixth graders because they weren't at the same level. Were those the same kids that stuffed Did the, the condoms? condoms? <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> wow. Yeah, no, and, and that's the thing, like, there were so many great characters where it's like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, okay, like, I kind of see what they're going for, but, again, like, Steve's on, I think is fucking hilarious. What is the first oh, I was, I was glad to see him. I haven't seen him in a while. Well, first movie? Yeah, what's the first thing? Mine's obviously that thing you do. Oh, Saving Silverman? Yeah? Yeah. What about you, Mike? Uh yeah, Saving Silverman might be it. Uh, he was good in out of he was in out of sight, wasn't he too? He was good in that. Uh yeah, Out of the Wilderness too. Um, but that that one's a great movie because Justin Long with the eye gag, it's one of the funniest fucking things I've ever seen. He plays like the most stoned person you've ever seen in your, <laughs> that movie, and it's funny. But anyways, so, uh, would you say the kids in this were relatable? They were they were great. No, I liked all the kids. Uh, they were. There were some that were, like, obviously, like, the little pussy kids. <laughs> oh, my God. I love like, the kid with the goldfish, though. The go- He's like, I got a he's goldfish. Like, got, it's a, you can use it as a pet. Right. And then the fucking, like, he made kids bring him presents to play this little rich asshole. He's like, what do you got for me? Yeah, and then that kid sneaks in, and then the big part where he's playing with the power glove, and he fucking kicks the TV and almost kills the dog. Yeah, and that kid, when he went flying into the fucking TV, like, there are moments in this movie that literally made us fucking laugh out loud. Like, that shit is hilarious to me. And then, but, like, the poor dog, like... We thought it died first. Yeah, like, no, I was just like, this movie went dark quick. The kids run out, they're just like, we did what any, what any respectable person... Ah! And then And it's such an exaggerated thing of of basically what Mike was saying, too, where, yeah, in the neighborhood, you'll know a kid or their older brothers or whatever that may have one. And then, you know, everybody makes that transition when they finally do get their own. So this was just like an and obviously an extra version of that. Right. But I dug it. I, I dug it a lot. And then. Obviously, the, you know, it kind of focuses... <laughs> well, then there's the scene in the fucking mall, which is fantastic oh, when he's with playing. The, where the Nintendo's talking to him? Yes! Where he loses his sister? No, I What feel, a great setup. But I feel like, like, when I'm in the store, things talk to me, though. Like, yeah? I'm not, like, to that capacity, obviously, but, like, it's like, you need this. Right. Like, just keep looking at me like you know you want this... But I shouldn't. That's like, how it felt as a kid with the like systems. Like it feels like that right. now. Like when I'm like buying you gifts, he doesn't need it. <laughs> but will he have fun with it? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. Just things like that. Like so. Like I get it. And right. Like but like when he goes back to the mall and it's like, where's your sister? <laughs> like, right. That's the best line of the movie. I'm sorry. And then and then he loses his fucking retainer. Oh, that was so gross. Oh, that was hilarious, It though. was well acted, too. No, this and movie was well acted. just the way that they set everything up, again, as as a viewer for a first-time watch, I'm pretty skeptic, and I don't, I don't think my cynicism has, like, overtaken me where I'm not going to, like, you know, I'm going to completely just 
block everything out. But for the most part, I'm pretty much like, yeah, this is probably going to just be like mediocre with some funny parts in it, you know? Um, much like that. Remember that other movie that we saw? What was it? Uh, with what's her name from Vampire Diaries? That Christmas movie. Like, that oh, was better like, than expected yeah, as well. Yeah, it was like cliche, but like, you knew that's the type of movie you know exactly what you're getting. But at. it was well done. Right. So Christmas is hard to do. Right. Well, uh, yes and no. Like if you use it properly and you use good themes in it. Yeah. Like Christmas themes, meaning like, you know, family, friends, like, you know, self-sacrifice or just in the giving type spirit, stuff like that. If you utilize those things around the holiday, throw up a bunch of Christmas trees in the back, then, yeah, can you I can nail it you? any fucking day. Mount me up like a tree. <laughs> Uh, but no, I, and I, I didn't know where this movie was always going. And this is my point. I didn't know where it was always going, so I was skeptical. But in a way, this is kind of like a modern-day Christmas story. A little bit. Like, it was a Red Rider BB gun. This is a Nintendo. Mm-hmm. And, it's like for our age group. Yeah, and I thought it was really well, fucking cute. I thought it was adorable. Group. No, I yeah. thought it wasn't raunchy <laughs> either. It was just... It was just enough to to make me laugh out loud, like, a bunch, too. Like, we laughed a bunch during this. We did. We thoroughly enjoyed it, honestly. And I thought it was going to be corny as fuck. Now, Mike, we haven't really gotten your thoughts on the movie in general. So, sir. Yeah, anywhere you'd like to start. What did you think of? Scenes that stood out. Yeah. Yeah, so I surprisingly really liked this movie. One of the things I liked the most about it is it captured the era pretty well without having to be so obvious about it the way so many movies that take place in the 80s do like it wasn't like every scene there was 20 references being thrown at you like hey do you remember what movies were on at this time do you remember this do you remember that it was just it it primarily showed its era by just what the kids were doing at the time but ultimately they were just kids being kids and it just happened to be um that they wanted a nintendo because that was the the hot ticket item at the time um and i'm i'm glad that it was much more reserved in how it tackled uh the time period it was in because that's a rare thing now um and yeah i i mean i i think i had that extra sense of nostalgia just because this pretty much covered these the same age i was at the same time like a lot of, so when people say like you know there's their 80s kids or babies or whatever like for me i was born in 80 so really you can almost wipe out the first half of the 80s for me because i was like a toddler you know all the 80s toys from 80 to 85 yeah (laughs) exactly Uh, um (laughs) so for me when i say 80s i primarily mean like the later half if not like the last few years of the 80s is more my childhood into like the first few years of the 90s so when i watch a movie like this that i think it was 88 that this movie took place in this is much more kind of my part of the 80s that i was you know coming into my own coming of age all that kind of stuff so to me this hit uh more more so than a lot of the 80s stuff um and it was just perfect because i would even say that these kids might have been a couple years older than me probably but still i'm in that peer group i would say and nintendo was like the item that i really wanted at that age too so i was really fully invested in the story like i brought up kind of earlier on the show before we even got in the movie i can relate to like the different stereotypes of different kids in your neighborhood um 
you know, the, the quote unquote kid that had everything, the quote unquote, uh, uh, older kid in the, in the movie, the older kid was like the bully in, in my neighborhood. He wasn't necessarily a bully, but he was kind of like the older kid that everyone's right. scared of, you know, you don't want to mess with, uh, that right. kind of thing. I got so, to ask you a question real quick. Uh-huh. Because uh, I, obviously I know your comedy style or whatever. Did you realize that was fucking David Cross in there? <laughs> <laughs> I I think I didn't the first time. Well, like it, it, I did realize it after a bit, but it, it right. kind of like hit like what? I was like, holy shit, David <laughs> Cross is in this movie? Right? Like, How yeah, amazing cool, is man. that? Like he's such a comic like genius, I think. And for him to be in this movie, I thought was fantastic. Uh- for Mike to watch something that's not horror is astounding. Yeah, so, I'm loving how he's digging this. That's yeah. cool. So I'm curious if this would have been something that you would have watched on your own without it for being the right. podcast. Um, to be honest, probably not, but not – well, no, only because I didn't really know of it. Like, I, I didn't – Right. it's not that I had seen it, like, a preview, and I was like, oh, hell no. It was just that, <laughs> like, when you told me we were switching this, I didn't even know what the hell it was. Now, there's a chance, you know, just opening the HBO Max app for something else, it would have been sitting there on the front page, and I would have been like, oh, what is this? But um, probably not. I mean, because I don't tend to flock to, you know, kids' movies nowadays just in general. Not, I don't have anything against them. It's just not my cup of tea in general. But something like that, but that doesn't mean they're not good, and it doesn't mean if I don't see them through whatever means i see them through i won't end up liking them this movie is a perfect example like i had to you know uh uh, be on 12 days of chase miss to end up seeing it but i'm glad i did because now it could end up being something i watch you know see uh, during the season annually um you you uh yeah that's probably tipping my head i liked it a lot i thought it was very solid and i actually kind of like the fact that um it didn't go with like the obvious ending because i thought he would end up with the nintendo under the tree at christmas because that's just how these type of movies end up you know and it's kind of cool that like even though he didn't get it as a kid he did end up with it in life but it was it was still kind of like the cool Lesson and when he it's saw the like treehouse that his dad made him, it ruled. It's it's like that episode of Wonder Years where Kevin is trying to convince his dad to get the TV. Yeah. Oh, the uh huh. He's like, we got that TV three years later. Yeah, <laughs> like that's one of the best episodes ever. Yeah. Because that's like how real life really works. Like I still never got the fucking video camera. You will. Don't worry. <laughs> no, but I. I the, the reason I dig that ending so much is because obviously it has a lot of heart and it doubles down on like, yeah, it may not be the gift you expected, but this gift, as he's saying, as he's thinking back to all the memories and stuff, if you think about it, dude, those are the gifts that, you know, I hate to say it, it sounds so fucking cheesy, but the ones that keep on giving that provide so many memories those are the real gifts to where it's at. And obviously it wasn't what he was expecting. But more importantly than anything, uh, Steve Zahn is like one of my favorites. Not like my favorite actor or anything. But he's just so endearing in so many roles. And to have him a dickhead in this movie, it was But pre- he's really not, though. But that's the whole point. So it was off-putting. But when he did that, then you start putting things together in your head. 
as to why he was kind of a dick about certain things. And even there's a certain line at the end where he's like, all right, hurry up. He's like, I don't want to miss traffic. When before, he's like, I don't want to miss traffic. Like, he comes off like a dick, but in the end, he just wants the best for his family, and he's trying to... I feel like I'm that way. Like, I I may come off like a dick, but, like, I try and... It's because I'm trying to get ahead of the game and make everything as perfect as possible, and that doesn't always work out, and that's just life. But I felt like this depicted it perfectly like you got to see a side of them that you didn't that they purposefully didn't show you in the first 90 percent of the movie i love that you referenced like uh it had similarities to like a christmas story where you're like i'm so glad you called yourself a dickhead because you're such a dickhead that's not what i said at all (laughs) i just yeah um no but i feel like that's a great reference point yeah Um, and i feel like this is the updated version of so like when a christmas story came out that was probably like for the generation of like the age that we are now right and so now we get this yeah it makes so much sense it's kind of classic isn't it it? I, i think like when it said, like, it was going to be, like, an instant classic, like, when I was, like... Oh, it, did it? It marketed itself as that, and I was just like, okay, that's, that's, that's a little... That's like, off-putting. It was. So I was like, okay. But then, like, I watched it, and I can't lie. Like, I'm going to want to probably watch this every Christmas season. Well, I'm not going to lie. The ending hooked me. Like, yeah. I... Yeah. I was I was I was in. I was like, this is a fun movie. They go to Chicago. They sell the, the mall. baseball. The mall. They they buy it. They he sees David Cross. There's he all these the Santa out there that's collecting the change. And he's like, like, watch your step, and you're like, oh, that's gonna come back. No, I'm just does. talking about oh. the Santa in general because like there's always those Santas outside collecting. Without a the Salvation doubt. Army. Right. The Salvation yeah. Army Santas. <laughs> There's so many great little setups that are, are so true to real life in this movie. And, and yeah, there's some parts that are a little extra, like when he's chasing this kid through the fucking mall. Cause he's I love that, though. That he, thought he, that he thought he, you know, lost his retainer. It's very, like you said, it's very Wonder Years-y. It's, it's much like he's so afraid of his dad. And he's not really a bad bad guy. It's not like he beats the fuck out of well, his kids or something. Punch, well, I think he was He exa- did punch that guy. I, know, yeah. I think he was exaggerating the story. Oh, totally, right. Like, you know, like there were, like, literally yeah. by the, the new Yeah, movie. yeah. Um, but do I dare say that I might <laughs> like this movie better than Jingle All the Way? No. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I really, really liked it. It had heart. It did. Well, I, I think it, what makes this movie kind of different too from the others is, in most other similar movies, it's almost like the message at the end is like, well, it's okay you went through all this because in the end you got it. But in this one, in, in this one, it's like, well, and I think David Cross's character in it really kind of centered the message and saying, yeah. Hey, you're not defined by what you don't have. Like be look at what you do have and appreciate that and try to build on that. And that, and I think that kind of message could get muddied or muddled at the end. Right. If he ends up getting the Nintendo anyway, because then it's 100%. like, okay, but I'll, thank David. Thanks David Cross. But yeah, I got my Nintendo. So <laughs> I don't care. But the fact that he didn't get it and he, he was he ended up fine with it in the end like he really took the message to heart and appreciated that his dad made that huge ass fucking awesome treehouse yeah, for him and he yeah. probably ended up having more memories with that treehouse and his friends right. in it anyway well in the scene with his sister when they go and get that garbage uh the cabbage patch kid yeah. and 
and he gives it to her on Christmas, and I didn't see that coming, but I was like, oh, that was really sweet. It like, was from him to her. Yeah, like, he was just, Dad like... spent $70 on, like, a couch patch that wasn't even in a box. Oh, and then we forgot the <laughs> whole subplot of them trying to sell Reese and stuff like that. Oh, Reese, yeah. Like, that was funny. Like, a little, the, like you're, you love Farmer. You love the little lion. Oh, girl. that little, the little lion son of a bitch. That little fucking liar. Everybody knew what was his name, Farmer. Farmer, yeah. A little. Everybody knew a little farmer who fucking lied about everything in their neighborhood. And I don't know, man. This movie, it was weird. It, even right now, talking about it, it kind of caught me off guard. I'm not gonna lie, because I don't want to say like this is the greatest Christmas movie ever, but man, it's fucking up there. That was really good. I, I agree. I think that. Um... They were right on the money when they said it was an instant Christmas classic. And again, I thought it was really good until the end, and I was like, oh, fuck. I was like, wait, I was like, so did they, obviously they had it in mind that whole time, so it's kind of brilliant, but you do have to watch the whole film in order to To get that payoff, to see everything. Tell me you guys weren't convinced they were going for the Christmas story ending when that light bright. Because I I thought it was gonna be a Nintendo. I, I thought he was getting. It. I was and like, I was, is it in there? I'm like, it can't be. Like, no. You haven't talked to your uncle in three fucking years. He ain't send you a fucking Nintendo. But that's what a Christmas story is exactly. He was like, hey, what's that one back there? And, and the same it was thing. Meant to be that way. It, that's why, like I'm saying, it reminded me of the Wonder Years right. TV episode. Like, right. That was in the back of my head. But yeah. right, 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 exactly. And you know, him saying it to she's like, so you didn't get it? He was like, no. He's like, I had to work for it. He was yeah. like, I got it, whatever. I got it that summer. And yeah. I, you know what I love about stories like that, though? It's not like, oh, that's a constellation prize. Like, no, that's life. And I think the more people get acclimated as to that's how life is, then the easier it is to, like, accept when things aren't necessarily, like, super fucking easy to get. Like, I know that it's stuff that we have to work for, it's so much better more because rewarding. I know we worked for it. And I'm like... Fuck yeah! There's so much pride that comes with it, and it's that simple. Yeah. So, well, yeah. well, I would add to that too. It's like if if you look back at that time of your childhood in your in your neighborhood, like th- this story uh, might not have ended exactly like mine did as a kid because I did end up getting Nintendo eventually. But there was plenty of kids in my neighborhood that didn't right. for whatever reason. So because they sucked. So, so this <laughs> this could. This could follow, like, their story in childhood and be like, yeah, I relate to this because, you know, I wanted it so bad and I just didn't end up getting it as a kid. And I was I ended up fine with it. And they can relate to that. I think hating on Elf was probably the smartest thing that you've ever done in your life, Mike Merriman. (laughs) <laughs> well, it has taught me to never hold back on my feelings, my true feelings on a movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, we all took a chance with this movie, though, and we, like a big chance. I don't know, something just told me this would be the perfect movie for him. I thought it was going to be shit, and then I go, what do you mean MPH is in it? I was like, all right, I'm game. This is going to be at least decent, and then, and, then, and then everything started, and after all said and done, the way it ended, that just goes to show you that, like... Sometimes things are just perfect. Things line up perfectly. We didn't even talk about the video game violence protesting. That was funny. They stopped. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I meant about the lease. And then the guy came in and fucking stopped it and gave him. But oh, and, and then the he got the, like, the book ends. The book like, ends. With, like, he's like, they got baseballs on him. He's like, I see that. I was like, they just spent seventy dollars on a fucking Cabbage Patch Kid. They're. they're la- <laughs> I was gonna say with their lame ass protest video. 
game over. It's like, right. man, shut the hell. That's not even good. Shut up, parents. You're, you're, you're <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, parents. But just so many fun <laughs> little things where even they try and get them away from the mall, so they call them over the loudspeaker. I love that scene. Like, I was in it. I was like, get that Nintendo. Yes, Like, that's you knew I mean. it wasn't going to pan out, though. See, it, I can even, really I can even relate to that. I, I can even relate to that little gag because – I remember uh, we were probably like early teens and we, my friend did like a prank on like the mall intercom and, <laughs> and like 10 seconds after he hung up the phone, you heard like the security beep say there's kids playing around on the, on the intercom, uh, like at this section or whatever. So we like took off running through the parking garage. <laughs> so like even little stuff like that took me back to that age. Right. Well, not that young. I, I didn't do it at like nine years old. It was probably more like 13 Right. But still. Well, and that's the thing, too, about all these scenarios. You know, they don't have to be so specific to To your life. It's just so general. Like, it's just so fun in general. And, like, obviously, like, there weren't, like, droves of kids waiting to get into, like, the rich kid's house. But it was similar. I remember when movies would come out. I remember when Hook came out, right? Yeah. And um, we didn't have it. Like, I got it, like, like, that weekend, probably. But we would go over to this neighborhood kid's house and just watch it. And that's what we did for, like, a week. All the kids would just go over and fucking watch Hook, like, every every possible moment that we could. So it gives off similar vibes in many instances in this movie. And this movie taps into a lot of nostalgic kind of um, throughways, you know, a lot of... Um, Things that people can relate to. Yeah, I think and again, they- nailing that time period. I mean, I think they nailed it. And I agree with what Mike said as well, where it worked because it wasn't heavy handed. It was just, this is the story. Oh, and hey, like these things are in the background. But yeah, yeah it's like, um, you know, like it's the BB writer, uh, BB gun you yeah. know, or whatever it was. Um, it, it's the Nintendo. It's the Furby. It's like it could have been. Tickle me Elmo. Like it could have been anything. It could have been Turbo Man. You know what I mean? Like Booster. Like it was not as excessive. Like okay, so um, I feel like this movie could hit home with anybody. With anybody, right? Like, you, it know, works. Just, you wanted something so badly for Christmas and yeah. you didn't get it. Yep. You know, um, like unfortunately, I didn't have friends that wanted a video camera. I guess. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, they didn't want to make movies with me, but uh, that's okay because I'm. I'm sure many people want to make movies with you now, Lacey Wu. Thank you, my love. That's a fucking fact. Aw, I love that. Um, I know I do. (laughs) Well, I didn't mean about our porno movies. Oh, well, never mind. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, is there anything else you guys want to talk about in this movie? Anything we skipped? or We didn't talk about the snow boots, I guess. Oh, the snow boots were funny. He ended up marrying that girl that yeah. had the same snow I boots. I had a recess teacher, and um, I didn't. Ha- it was, she wasn't about the snow boots. It was about the hood on the head. Oh, yeah? I fucking hate wearing a hood over my head. Like, I didn't like anything over my ear. So, wait, she wanted you to wear it? Yeah, I would never put my hood up. And so Why would, would she have... want you to put your hood up? Because it's cold out. And she's like, you're going to get sick if you don't cover your ears. That's bullshit. So, like, I'd have to go inside and be in, like, the... Um, art room and i met one of my best friends in the art room because she didn't oh really want to wear her hood up danielle yeah oh no shit that's yeah. funny <laughs> and we, uh she's been my she was in my wedding she yep. was in that's uh, crazy you know, yeah we were friends since uh eight so 20 like 25 years now yeah that's crazy yeah wow 
Yeah, it's amazing how those little things, like, they're such a big part. When you look back on it in retrospect. It's moments like that, though, in the movie. Like, but they I highlight them. Yeah. They highlight like, a bunch of them. Like, I forgot all about that. And then, like, you like the, the whole, check mark on the board. Like, the whole yeah. boot thing is so extra, though. Like, oh, it's, yeah. like, that doesn't need to be in a movie like this. That's the thing. But it's almost like. But it's it's, it's wintertime. So, so many movies try and sneak by with, like, such a frail premise. And they're like, this is our movie. We hope you like it. And they throw in a bunch of filler that's basically there to fill time. But with stuff like that, that that's all fucking real life anecdotes that everybody can relate to one way or another, whether it's specific or not. Clearly, it doesn't matter because it's all just fucking great. Like, I got to say that this is probably in my top three, top two most surprising movies of this year. Ooh, yeah. what about you, Mike Merriman? Well, yeah, that's a tough one, man. I would say, yeah, it, uh, man, as far as, at least as far as being, like, surprisingly good that I was not expecting easily. Mike? You guys not hear me? Yeah, no, we can you repeat that? Oh, sorry. Um, no, I was going to say, yeah, for this year in movies that surprised me out of nowhere, knowing little or nothing going in, easily top five. Wow. Really? That's awesome. Yeah, I just had fun with it. I, I didn't really see it. Like, like, I'm trying to think of, like, any negatives of the movie. And I, and it's crazy because I was expecting it because I was like, man, I, it was just like the air is right the Nintendo is right. The kids seem right as far as like how they're depicted. Right. Steve's on like a joy to see him again. And I was just yeah. like, what is this movie eventually going to mess something up? And I was like, man, Thank no, it's, it's not you said doing it. everything right. That's how I felt. It dude. Did. It really did. I was like, like all right, when's it going to just we fall apart? We were on our phones. Like we were like engrossed into like. Well put Mike. Yeah. yeah. Were you on your phone watching it? uh no i put my phone down i i think like i i had like i'm probably maybe at, at the beginning like 15 you know sometimes yeah you know sometimes when like the opening credits are happening you're getting kind of that introductory period you might be on your phone but as soon as i kind of like picked up on what the the story was going to be about i was like oh shit let me focus on it like i was like wow this is actually pretty good and right. I, I think it just helped that the the time period it took place was so easily relatable for me it kind of mimicked exact uh or exactly what my childhood was kind of like wanting the nintendo at that age and i just didn't really feel like looking at my phone during it honestly yeah i don't think we need to like give like every scene by scene giveaway on this i think uh it is new and we are cut to the chase but I feel I feel kind of close to this movie though. Yeah, yeah, this was fun. Um, so I, unless anybody else wants to talk about anything else, I think we should rate it. Let's rate this motherfucker. Mike. So you're gonna say out of five, correct? Yeah. yeah. Can I do six out of five? Oh, <laughs> oh. Damn, dude. I think this is the first time I've ever heard Same. him give perfect a rating That's like that. Crazy. Like, I've never heard him give a movie a five. Yeah, I mean, for legitimate rating, I'll say five Christmas or five Nintendos out of five. Right? Wow. Um, You loved it then. 
Yeah, I mean, I really, really liked it. Or I really loved it, actually. I don't even think saying like is good enough to say that. Um, I, I don't really find any flaws in it. Now, you know, of course, maybe the fifth time watching, I'll be like, okay, I could, you know. But right. on a first-time watch, I found really no flaws in it. I think it flowed really well. I think it flew by. Um, I was engaged in the story. I thought there was enough diversity in the different types of characters, but none seemed like too over the top. Like I was a little, I guess you could say like the older bully. I was like, okay, what are they going to do with this guy? But really they didn't really push that too far either. It was just, they just kind of touched on like, okay, here's the older kind of bully guy. But other than that. Pussy at heart. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And and, you know, maybe like the, the uh, rich kid that had everything was a little uh, over the top, but still it was fun. Yeah. And the fact that he had his follies along the way too. <laughs> right. um, I I love the fact that they made the pow- they they stayed true to the fact that the power gloves sucked. Yeah. <laughs> I love I love the fact that yeah. he got it to show off to everyone, and then he's getting his ass whooped because the power glove sucks, and that was accurate as fuck. Do you think they took back their presents? <laughs> like I would have. I right. mean, like you just let a girl fucking beat you. <laughs> oh yeah, we our our honorary gifts are being uh right hard work. Yeah, we're snatching them up and taking them right back out the door. <laughs> this was not the demo we were hoping for. And I and love the that. sequel. And in the sequel, the kid can get the power pad, I guess. <laughs> the power pad. I don't even know what that is. I yeah, that was a that. That was yeah, it was like a big mat with like the buttons you stomp. It was almost like a, if you can imagine, you you remember the Dance Dance Revolution at the arcade where you yep. were like stomping on it. It was yep. kind of like that. Dance Dance like, Revolution. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't like a specific for a specific game, but it was like basically just a huge mat that you plugged into the controller port on the ground and you would jump on the buttons instead of press them on a controller. So stupid. Yeah, I think they I think they released like like the an Olympics game for it or something um, at the time, but I never had it. But I knew someone. It, it sucked. Don't I wouldn't even bother <laughs> researching it. That's how bad it was. Well, that sucked, but the movie didn't. Yeah, exactly. You want to rate it, Dan Chase? Um, you know my biggest thing with Christmas movies is you know like look at something like Home Alone where. The whole premise is about being home alone, about robbers, but it has the backdrop of Christmas. It's it's essential to the plot. It's ingrained in it. It's just you can't think of that movie without thinking about Christmas, right? right? That's a Christmas movie through and through. There are also movies that kind of hijack Christmas in a sense and use it as a backdrop. Like, it, like dead end. Yeah, and it does it right, <laughs> and and it doesn't gel. It doesn't go with it. It doesn't get the point. And yes, technically anybody can make a movie around Christmas time or whatever, but to truly maximize the holiday, you got to be about that shit. You got to fucking be about everything Christmas is about. And they nailed not only the commercialism aspect, but they nailed obviously the. The friendship aspect, too, I really liked. Like, as kids, I, I thought it was solid. They acted like normal kids did. They weren't over the top. It was great. Uh, but they really dialed into some classic Christmas themes in this. And I think the more and more I think about it, this is 100% going to be a movie that we not only come back to, 
but we will probably put this in some of our top Christmas movies that we've ever seen. This is a fucking five. This gives me five <laughs> blows into the Nintendo. Wow. Um, yeah, um, I feel like they nailed it on every level. Yep. Um, I really do. Like I said, like I was very like off put like because if you're like already self-proclaiming that something's an instant Christmas classic. That's a fucking like, I, mean, I can't believe they said it, that. It's though. the movie of the year. Like when you see shit like that. Like, like, we'll it, tell you that. Yeah, like, I'll <laughs> let you know. Right. We'll let you know. You know, we'll um, call like, you. I don't like being told like what it is. And so that's a little off putting. But aside from that. It really is. It, yeah. it had everything. That was and, dope. And uh, it's, like you said, it's this, uh, our generation's Christmas story. Like, yeah. So, like, maybe in 20 years from now, I'm not sure what the hottest selling toy uh, would be for the 2000s. Like, maybe, like, I like I think toys are less cool now. I really do. Right. Like, I, I'm trying to think of something that... Some VR system, I'm sure. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe the <laughs> Oculus. Maybe. Yeah, right, that's what I'm saying. Something like yeah, that. Yeah. Um, which is not something that I've ever, like, wanted, uh, so I don't get it. But right. um, I'm old. Um, <laughs> but I, I thoroughly enjoyed this. I think that it hit all the elements. It made me nostalgic, even though, you know, I came uh, a few years after Nintendo. And, like, obviously, like, when I was of the age, uh, the first system we had was a Nintendo. But the one I remember playing the most was... Uh, super right right so but I, it still applies but, but no it still gave me the feels like it really did i remember how bad i wanted to fucking furby right like, that's all i fucking wanted but when you saw when that shot of the treehouse oh my god i would have much rather had a treehouse that had you right but there. it did like i got emotional when uh you seen that the dad wasn't there at dinner yeah like, oh yeah no that was something really and, yeah um that was good. you know it, it's about the memories and the time that you make with people and right. that's what's that's what's really christmas is about and i think this movie embodied it and um, not only could he play Nintendo with his daughter, right. but he could show her the treehouse and still build upon it with her. And, and, I, and I love how they were like, oh, he's like, what, you don't want to text her? Like, that was the whole point. Like, hey. Like, we'll it's about you. memories. Yeah. Yep. It's the people that, like, care about you the most. And that's that really is what it boils down to. Absolutely. And so, yeah, without a doubt, this movie's a fucking Holy fight. fucking shit. How did this movie get fucking three perfect scores? I think this is the only movie this year... Or of 12 Days of Chasement so far. Picked randomly. Picked randomly. Now, now. And it's a 2021 film. You were assigned Elf randomly. <laughs> and that, that whole debacle, obviously, we played out on air here. But when you picked that movie, I was there for it. And you were no, like. No, you picked that movie. No, I saw it. And, and you were like, 8-Bit no, Christmas? No, you picked it. And I said, all right, we're doing this. And I'll be honest with you, I was not, like, game for it. I was like, F well, no pun intended. But I was just like, all right, this is going to be a new Christmas movie. Like, I'm sure some people will be somewhat interested. Why don't we just do this? I had no idea that it would that would go down as one well, of the fucking best if ever. You, if you read my posts that I post of all the Christmas movies that I watch, I was like, I'm always looking for a new one that I want to add to, you know, my yearly watch. Is that a new classic? It, it is. It I, is, it, right? Like, this, it, like, it's nostalgic to us, like, even though it's new. But Mike, like, is it, that a new classic? It's a brand new fucking classic. <laughs> and, and that's part of the joy of this, because... I feel like once you hit a certain age, it's hard to find like what you would consider a new classic yes. because it's it's almost like I'm 
you're done with that stage of your life. Like, what can you consider classic now for seeing right. for the first time? But it's like I, I find it so relatable that it feels like something I want to keep watching, like over yep. and over. And you know what? That's my Christmas present to you, Mike. Well, it's probably going to be in the top five of my Christmas yes. presents. Yes. Because it's going to be a gift that keeps on giving, right? Well, yep. yeah. I want to thank you so much for joining us. Um, do you have anything coming up um, for Fresh Cuts or No Room? No More Room in Hell? <laughs> uh, you know, Fresh Cuts kind of just every week cover whatever is new. We're actually taking the rest of this year off, which now that I think of that's only what? A week and a half. That's only like five days. Yeah. Yeah. So the entire rest of this year, no more fresh cuts. Uh, Next episode will probably be the top 10 of 2021 coming early January. And uh, no more room in hell. The next episode we recording, we're covering uh, Mad Love uh, with Paul Laurie. It's shit, I think from the... 1930s yeah the power glow uh <laughs> pairing that with uh body parts which oh. i'm calling it the volume one of off with your hands because they both although body parts is a, an entire arm is that but they both involve the several watch hands from the 90s uh i think so yeah with, with jeff faggy <laughs> uh, yes. lawnmower man himself yes. yes i i i would agree i think duke Lawnmower Man is probably his most, like, prominent yeah. role. Like, if there was anything that he probably hoped would uh, propel him to A-list, it was Lawnmower Man. Unfortunately, it did not. Uh, well, he was the pilot in Lost. He was the pilot. Yeah, yeah exactly. And he's also in Planet Terror. Jeff Fahey. Yeah, he, he's uh, had his moments. Here sure. and off here, guys. What else you got coming up, Mike? <laughs> <laughs> That's, uh... I think it. I, I yeah. I think that's it for now. Just those two. Um, Mike, but. I gotta be honest with you, bro. This is the best episode uh, on Cut to the Chase or ever that like we've been a part of together. Yeah, you were on fire. Tonight, yeah, Mike. like so. Thank you so much. I'm so glad that you honestly love this. It's film about time and, you stepped yeah. your game up. No, like you were enthusiastic about it. Like it, you can really tell when he loves something, which I don't think it's. Yeah, we, I think we tapped into something. Yeah, here. I think it's been a while since like he's like really loved something. So like. No, I talked to Mike Dale. I know you do as well. I know that he can get fired up about certain things. It's just in the past, like like it's probably our fault that we have him on for shitty movies right. and stuff like that too. But well, look what did. I bring you on my show for as equal sh- shitty movie <laughs> by <laughs> circumstance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but when you tap into something that he's fucking fired up about, it's great, man. This yeah, is a great episode. Very well. like, this, this is a th- fun. This is my favorite episode we've done to date, Mike. And what a surprising fucking movie! Like, yeah, this is gonna be one that's gonna be hard to forget about. Just this whole experience of watching the movie and then podcasting on it and all that shit. So yeah, so thank you for being a part of this, and yeah. for everyone who's been a part of this one, I'm Lacey Lou, and I'm Dan Chase. Ho ho ho! Thank you, Mike Merriman. How do you do the Super Mario? Or if you're in the castle level. All right, all right, all right, close this out. The rat, the showbers. Merry fucking Christmas. Uh, I have I have the Sonic one. Poop.
push, push, push the button. Well, I mean, like, like I made up my own lyrics. We, so, we see all right, that. All right, we're, we're closing out now. All right. All right, everybody, for, uh, we will see you on the next World Days of Chasements. Bye! Dun, 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 dun.